Sexy People, it is Dave, it is Duncan, back from Metal Epidemic for another album review. And for this review, Duncan and I have been checking out the new album from Chicago Noise Merchants, Something Is Waiting. The band's new album, absolutely, is out on August 18th on Learning Curve Records. I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, so, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> Four years since the release of their sophomore effort, Songs for the Sally Beauty Pavilion, Something is Waiting returns with a brand new full length, absolutely. Um, it is unapologetically a tour de force that sees the Chicago band dig its heels even deeper into the strange part, patch of dirt that it owns. Formerly a five-piece, and now down to a trio, Something is Waiting Three's core, something is waiting's three core members have stuck to their guns and mastered their craft. Uh, Gobo and the Boys' dedication to the likes of Pantera, White Zombie and the early works of Ross Robinson, coupled with their enduring love of the most caustic cuts from the Amrep catalogue, has paid off. Six years deep, the band's in a league of its own, the undisputed kings of its own style of hard charging. New, new role which no one else <laughs> within, Love it. within noise rock or within any other strain of heavy music currently deemed cool is even doing. But make no mistake, while the musical elements might seem simple and traceable, something is waiting is not. Using a palette of sound inspired by their aforementioned heroes, the band builds unusual songs that are as perplexing as they are head-bangable. Absolutely is the sound of being a, sorry, of a band... Third. Third time, really, you're deliberately trying to make absolute different every time you speak. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely is the sound of a band being unapologetically them. It is the sound of a band that has been that has doubled down and committed to its own odd vision. This is the sound of a new genre, new role. It is absolutely something is waiting. <laughs> so, um, this band was completely new to uh, to both of us, um, but after chatting about it last week, um, we we sampled um, some tracks and decided this was the right amount of mental for us to discuss. So how did this get through? Like, to give the listeners a peek behind the curtain, um, <laughs> how does a band like this like get through the initial vetting for you? <laughs> Oh, that's trade secrets, Duncan. Because I'll be honest with you, I, I know we're going to have fun talking about it. Mm. I was surprised when I listened to it. I was like, Dave's picked this. Yeah. Um, I mean, not that I not that I give any preference to any PRs, but anything <laughs> like that. But um, the PR that sent this album. We do tend to like a lot of the stuff that comes in. Right. So when it comes in, I'm always intrigued to see what, what it is that's came in. And they're always quite different sounding. So, um, yeah, when this came in, I was like, oh, right, this sounds interesting. Um, and then I put on a song and I was like, okay, I feel like there's a lot we could discuss here. So um, let's, uh, let's discuss further. Um, turns out, though, oh. I, I knew a little bit more than I thought about this band. Um, because when I didn't even I didn't really notice it on the the track that I listened to first, but when I put the album on, and I was listening through it. I was like, there is there is something about this that is kind of familiar. Like there's there's something ringing a bell. 
I don't know what it is. And I listened to it further. I was like, I think it's the vocals. I think it might be vocally there's something here that, that I've heard before or it just mm. sounds familiar. So the vocalist is a guy called um, Eddie Gobo. Um, and he's, I mean, he's got a very distinctive tone. Um, if you hear any of the, the singles when you listen to the album, um, it has a lot of character to it. Um, but it turns out that Eddie um, was the front man of a band called uh, Jarred Loose, um, who are no longer on the go, but um, our previous website, Rock and Roll Reviews, this is the second time I mentioned that tonight, um, <laughs> we actually reviewed their, their 2014 album. It was called uh, Turns 13. And then when I read that, I was like, ah, right, okay, this is this is starting to make a little bit more sense. Um, because although th this band don't sound identical to, to Jarred Loose, um, aside from the, the kind of vocals, um, they, they were in a sort of kind of kind of similar sphere of that kind of like grungy kind of noise rock kind of sound. Um, however, <laughs> this band, I feel like they're not quite as easy to, to pigeonhole. Um, there are multiple styles at play oh, on um, yeah. on a something is waiting album which which kind of makes it more interesting to, to check out um, yeah. because although they've given it this like new neural kind of kind of tag as a, as a genre it's it's quite a unique sound that they have um, overall that there's definite elements of noise rock in there and there's some punk in there but a sludge but a grunge um, and yeah there is something kind of like a streak of something late 90s um, kind of new-ish metal era, um, but it's, it's not that it ever becomes like a, a direct comparison to something. You're like, oh, that sounds like that yeah. band. You know, it's, it, they they aren't trying to sound like anyone else. To be honest, like this sounds like a band that are clearly just doing their own thing um, and just not following anyone else's playbook. Um, which um, which I kind of like. I find that commendable. Um, just you know to keep. To keep doing your own thing, even though it's not the the popular genre or the you know uh, the radio friendly choice, but mm. I, I kind of think like in a way that people that are coming out to out to their shows and supporting their band are genuinely into the band, and um, rather than you know just liking them because they are jumping on some sort of bandwagon, um, and I kind of love that they are just putting their own spin on something. Um, it's, it's got the kind of the abrasiveness of of a noise rock, but it's not quite as like angular as some other noise rock bands. There's something a little bit more hook driven on this mm. um, that kind of it comes in the, the simplicity of it at times. Um, the riffs here aren't like overly complex, but I think that works to give you more of uh, more of something to kind of hold on to. Um, it's still very like very varied. Um, the first track, House of Style. Has like has the has a groove to it. it has a kind of like sleazy metallic punk kind of attitude to it. Um, but then it has like these curveballs that you won't see coming either. Um, it's got a great chorus, um, and the, it was the guitar solo that actually grabbed my attention the most on that track because it comes in and it sounds like initially like it's in the in the wrong key. Um, but it, like it, it completely <laughs> works. It's like um, it kind of the, the solo is kind of almost like a like pop punk esque, very upbeat sounding. But it's against these chords that make it sound that make it sound really kind of discordant. Um, and I think I think that's what I really liked about this is even though that it's it's quirky and and a bit eccentric, it also has an element of a hook or a, like a standout moment on each track, which kind of grabs your attention. Um, because it's you know it's it probably it'd be quite easy to get lost in an album 
that's, that has that kind of unpredictability like this. But I think the band do a really good job of giving you um, like a, a kind of lifeline on each track, you know, whether that's a, a groove that you can just kind of bounce along to or a lyrical hook or a, a clever switch up that kind of takes you in a completely different direction. Um, lyrically, as I, I mentioned there, this is really fucking good. Um, I think this this guy is very um, very imaginative um, in, the, in the way that he writes his lyrics. Um, he actually a little bit reminded me of um, of Mike Williams from I Hate God. Um, mm. It's got that kind of like almost kind of poetic feel to it. Um, he uses a lot of kind of wordplay and there's a lot of like pop culture references and stuff. Um, but it's very very attention grabbing. I felt like there were certain tracks that just kind of grabbed me and pulled me in and I was like completely hooked into what he was singing about and, and his style as well, his style is very different. Um, in terms of like the kind of highlights on here, um, there's actually a lot of good stuff on this. Um, most of the minds I think were in the second half of the album, um, but I really liked the opening track which I mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but Unholy Alliance um, has some really interesting change-ups. Um, you can hear a little bit of that kind of like more than the rhythm, the kind of new metal side of it coming through in the rhythm, um, but there's another really well-placed solo on that track as well. Um, the double punch of Wet World and Get Your Gimmicks is awesome. Like Those two mm. tracks together, fucking love those. Um, Wet World is, is great for something a little more um, up-tempo. Um, we got a bit of a kind of punkier rhythm, uh, really cool vocal moments from Eddie, and there's also some guest vocals on there from uh, Dead to Fall's John Hunt, which kind of adds another vocal texture and tone in the mix. Um, there's some, there's a great use of kind of har- they use kind of like little harmonics towards the end of the track, which um, they use a little bit throughout the album as well. But it kind of reminded me of like the '90s new metal era where like harmonics were just in every <laughs> fucking song. Um, Get your gimmicks, I think, is a is a really good track. It instantly kind of grabs you. It's got like a really kind of stomping riff that just kind of grooves forward, um, and it's like almost impossible to stop your head kind of bobbing to that track when it kicks in. Um, the chorus is super addictive as well. Um, and I kind of like, I like how they finish a lot of their tracks on the album. They have a real like kind of climax to them. The way they, they kind of push the intensity a little bit more towards the end. Um, the, the drums especially, there's more fills and they add in a bit more kind of double bass towards the end, which I really liked. Um, there's a riff at the end of um, Get Your Gimmicks that, that's really cool. And it, it, this is going to sound totally bizarre, but it reminded me of something from uh, Slayers, Diablos, and, and Musica. Dio- <laughs> How do you pronounce that? Diabolus. Yeah. Diabolus. Diabolus. Um, just, just for a few seconds, there's a, there's a riff in there and I was like, what? Wait a minute, I need to skip back and listen to that again, but it totally reminded me of that album. Really cool. Um, the the last track, um, Poster Boys, it's, it's the shortest track on the album. Um, and I kind of liked that kind of like, it's like a short, sharp kind of ending, um, right to the point, um, and just kind of hears them kind of go full throttle. Um, again, a little sprinkling of kind of slayer in there at times as well, just ever so yeah, slightly. It's, it's, got, it's got a kind of white zombie thing going on as well. Yeah. It's, the only, it's the only track that actually has what I could make out as being some sort of fuckery with the synths in the background. Mm. There's, like a, there's like a fullness in the sound which is coming from something keys related. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and the, the production um, on the album is done by a guy called Pete Grossman. Um, he engineered, mixed, and mastered it. And I think I actually think he was one of the members or previous members of the band before they dropped uh, to, a, to a trio. So it's it's kind of cool to see that he's still involved with the band. And I, I think that's paid off to be honest, because 
they've got someone who really knows the band's sound um, and its quirks and kind of how to handle that side of it. Um, I think he's done a really good job of giving this album that kind of character. Um, I think a band like this need a, needs a production that highlights their personality and I think um, I think this certainly does that. Um, yeah, overall, it's, it's an album that on first listen, you'd be like kind of trying to take it all in because there's so many different styles and kind of unusual elements at play, but I found on like a second and third listen was where I found it the most kind of rewarding. Um, I felt like every time I heard it, there was like something else I liked about it more, um, something else that kind of caught my attention. Um, they also um, they also have they also have the most most fucking wild merch designs I've ever seen, which <laughs> I, I kind of love. Um, the, I went on their band cab and I, I was clicking through their, their uh, images. My the, my favourite one is there's, there's a t-shirt with um or maybe a jumper with a picture of um paul from paul from the wonder years right so the the wee oh, boy yeah. who everybody thought was marlon manson when he grew up basically yeah. at him so there's a picture of him um and they've got something is waiting in, in big letters and then just kind of behind the picture of him it's got um rib removed to suck his own dick <laughs> <laughs> um they also have one um which is amazing. Uh, they've got a, a picture of a car and they've got um, the Satanic Falcon on it, um, which is kind of awesome. And something you only get if you watch Pantera videos. But yeah. um, when I saw their merch, I was like, right, this is this makes even more sense now. And it kind when I saw the album artwork as well, it's a bit kind of wild and out there. And it kind of makes sense after you see the, the the merch design. So if you're looking for merch that's really unique, then definitely check out their uh, the Bandcamp with all their merch and stuff on it. Uh, okay, what, what about yourself? What do you think about this? You did not mention a band that I thought you were going to mention. Oh. Um, and I just want to stress, I don't think musically they sound like them. Right. I think technique-wise, delivery and quirk, they are this band, but oh. just like a, in a different genre. Mm -hmm. And I can't believe this is like the third time I've mentioned this band this year after not mentioning them for like over a decade. <laughs> scissor fight. Oh right, okay. This is this has got scissor fight ripping all out of it. Like it, mm. it's got that kind of very very confident, very riff led, but it's kind of very hooky, very catchy riffs with a vocal delivery that yeah, sounds. Yeah. I can see the vocals. Like, yeah, like very, very, very just out there yeah. and full of personality and quirk with lyrical content that's at times fun and playful, mm. but other times just paints a picture. It's the only thing I could think of is like that, like that they are like a kind of the late nineties grunge version of Scissor Fight. <laughs> there's also a part of them, that, and like I said this before we come on air that there's so many bands that I hear elements of or techniques I like them to. There's a bit of Queens of the Stone Age in here as well and mm. that kind of kind of almost staccato sort of you's like, like if you're playing your riffs you're doing this while you're yeah, doing yeah. it all the way through it. <laughs> um, which I kind of love about it. And vocally it follows a lot of those patterns as well. I'm a, is he the guitarist I'm assuming? Uh, vocalist. Yeah. As uh, well as the guitarist. No, just not? vocals. Uh, the guitarist does guitars and bass. Um, I would have thought that I, the way the thing's done, it just seems to me like something that's like that. I must sing on every stroke. Must sing on every <laughs> stroke. Like that. Um, there's a bit of, you mentioned some 90s bands, uh, late 90s bands. There's a bit of American Head Charge in here, which mm. I really, really enjoy. Yeah, yeah. But American Head Charge were also heavily influenced by White Zombies, so that may be where I'm picking it up. 
yeah. you are on the money with Slayer. There's a couple of elements that are so Slayer-esque. Fucking love that. There's a bit of the groove of the Pantera, which I love as well. Like I, like I mentioned, that that white zombie element, for sure, yeah. they definitely wear their influences. But they're not plagiarizing anything, and that's what I kind of love about it. It's a like there's there are moments here where you get like a big stomping groove that's not that far removed from like a nothing face. It's mm. you know what I mean. It's it yeah. has that kind of that personality in that era yeah. about their sound, yeah. but coupled with a really good production, the guitars on this are just fucking stomping <laughs> all the way through it, and they never let up. And I also love the other thing about it is this is consistent all the way through it. Mm. There's no like clean sections of what the guitar has one distortion tone <laughs> drummer has one sound bass has one sound vocalist has one sound and that's pretty much what you get yeah. for the 30 minute runtime of the album I think the songs flow really well in each other mm. I agree with you I think after you get past uh, Lick the Spoon I think that's where the songs start to diversify enough where they have a bit more personality and stand out a bit more I think um, as a style uh, the SIW New Roll Pinball Machine, just like words, uh, and Unholy Alliance are three tracks that are not far removed from each other overall. Uh, Lick the Spoon's the one that you start to get a huge amount of weird personality, and then the album from that just flourishes out. Uh, Poster Boys is a fucking banger of a closing track. Mm. Like, and that one yeah. is like no frills, you know. Fill the briefcase with three dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> um, you know, it's 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 just as it's, it's fucking great, and I I love the energy of it more than anything. It's the energy that makes it really infectious. Mm. Uh, vocally, it reminds me about three or four different vocalists once again brundle flied together. Mm. Um, but his his tone is great, and it's it's the sort of tone you would have heard on a. Sorry, a new metal band to an yeah. extent. You know, like some of those like vocalists that were just like, like you've just you've you the you're the vocalist in this band because you could play no instrument. <laughs> uh, but weirdly, that works in your favour because yeah. you've kind of you've not had that. Well, I need to be able to sing like Phil and Selmo. Mm. You know what I mean? You've yeah. just got a tone, and that tone works for the band. I always come back to you listen to uh, something like Slaves on Dope, and you hear that singer, and you're like. There is absolutely no need to sound like that on an album that sounds like this, but yeah, new metal, Dave. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I love this. the The solo work is fucking awesome. Mm. You don't get tons of it on the album, but when it kicks in, it adds enough contrast and difference to what they're doing. I I kind of love that the yeah. the the solo specifically on House of Style and on Full Friction. Those are the bits that started made me think about Slayer because Slayer deliberately was it they used to call it the satanic scale or something, which is yeah. code for we just play what we want. Yeah. We're not yeah. we're not Kurt Hammett. We're not going to sit there and make sure it's in the right key. This just looks alright, <laughs> um, but it does. Like there's there's a punchiness about it. There's a quirk about it. There's an energy about it that makes it infectious to listen to. It's mm. a very, very, very easy spin. Oh, yeah. And you will headbang all the way through it. Mm. It's, it's impossible not to. Mm. And there'll be a little quirk or an accent or like a, a shameless like pitch harmonic thing that comes to you like, oh, he did. It's <laughs> cheeky. It's a cheeky album. Yeah. And I, I kind of love that about that. Mm. Like, it's almost as if the band all the way through it is playing the songs 
and then doing something that reminds you something and when you look at them they're winking at you mm. you pick up on that did you yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if this was a restaurant and Guy Fieri was there you would say that this is taking you to Flavortown um, it's that way you know what I mean I, I, I think it's I kind of I kind of started to fall pretty heavy for this <laughs> by about the second listen um, it plays to a lot of the things that I grew up listening mm. Um, and if they want to call it, they can call it whatever they want. New role is is fun. It makes me smile. It reminds me of there was a time period where every band that released an album had their own genre. Mm-hmm. You're like, all right, here we go. <laughs> um, so yeah, all that stuff works together. I it's difficult to find something I don't like about it. Mm. It might be a little bit out there for some people. If that's the case, then. I don't know what you're in. I don't know why you listen to metal. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah, it's just a wee bit. It's got a wee bit too much personality. Like I listen to that pop music. It's just it's all like here. It all sounds like machines. Like, that. like this is like the see epitome of a a band having a blast and recording it. Yeah, that's literally. It just sounds like everyone is having the most fun ever, mm. and I kind of just want to be part of it. Yeah. So yeah, I had, a, I had a lot of fun with this. <laughs> Nice. Um, okay, so um, scores for this new album from Something Is Waiting. Um, yeah, I um, yeah, this is a fun listen. Absolutely fun listen. I had a really good time with this. Um, it's got personality, it's got quirk, um, but it's also got hooks and, and catchy riffs. Um, and every time I listened to it, I was just smiling the whole time. I was like, yeah, this is fucking, this is awesome. So um, yeah, for that reason, I'm going to give this a four out of five. Duncan, what say you? I'm 100% with you. That's oh. doubling up price tonight, which yeah. is weird. Uh, yeah, um, I, like, like I say, I, thinking of the album just makes me want to listen to the album again, which yeah. I know will just make me smile at this more. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I haven't checked out the merch. I will be doing oh, that. So I might have to get the Satanic Falcon. <laughs> so good. I don't want I, like as much as I know for a fact I would love owning a top. <laughs> Let's say I remove my. I ribbed something on deck. I just don't think that's going to play well at Boxing Day dinner when I'm consistent wearing it around the family. It's just not going to go down well. So it's not going to go down well. Like a man that's had a rib taken away to suck his own. Oh, yeah, there we go. There. What we're doing? What um, we're doing here? I don't know. Uh, so that is our review of the new album from Something Is Waiting. It's called Absolutely. It is Absolutely. Out, it's out on August 18th on Learning Curve Records. Um, links below to the band, to the band cap. Check out, check out the band cap. Go check it out. Check out the merch. Um, links below. Um, let us know what you think. Have a listen. Happy to hear your thoughts on it. Um, that is our review. Thank you for checking it out. We'll be back with another review very soon. But until then, take care. Speak to you soon. Bye, everyone. <laughs>